five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Nice to be in orbit. Hello and welcome to Cluck, <laughs> the podcast hosted by Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus. I'm not Ted Cluck, but I'm hosting a podcast <laughs> named Cluck. Can we can we talk about that for a second? Baby, I love uh, I, that. I, I want to talk about the the inception of this idea. Yeah, let's because do it. here's two multimedia moguls. Yeah, very busy Let, men. Extremely busy, yeah. blending our talents. Like the call came over from the agents, and it was like, hey. Yeah, uh, we think something could be big here, right? Yeah. It's like it's like when The Rock wrestled Hulk Hogan, and it was like two, oh. two different generations, right, dude? And that's kind of the energy that we have on this, right? And that you're a little bit younger. We don't have to we don't have to yeah. dwell on that, but you are. No, um, no, no, no. And I don't would, think we should would, ever mention it again. Honestly, that would make me Hulk Hogan in this analogy, though, which I'm really comfortable with. I'm well, really I was going to say about, it's it's not like it's yeah. not like you're it's not like you're. Your chopped liver over there. You're not. Did you know that when when I was a kid, I got to see Hogan wrestle live. I got to see him at the Did Rosemont really? Horizon in Chicago. I went with my cousin Brian. Shout out Brian. And my mom took us, and she knitted, like she brought knitting. She knitted during. She was Hulk knitting Hogan. while watching yeah. Hulk Hogan. That was incredible. It was incredible. Now, but, which uh, which era of Hogan is this? Because he went through a couple. Yeah, a couple different stages of life, if you yeah, will. Yeah, dude. So this was my favorite Hogan era, which would have been, this would have been like 1986, 1987. Like I was in middle school. Beezer, my cousin Brian, was a few years ahead of me, so he would have been like probably in eighth or ninth grade. And uh, so it was pre like Attitude Era, pre all that stuff. But it was for me like Apex Mountain of at that time the WWF, now the WWE. It's when Andre the Giant was still around, like WrestleMania three era okay. uh like kind of in that era with like hogan and andre the giant the iron sheik yeah, junkyard okay. dog so this uh, is this is this is like middle of tight tight speedo hogan middle of tight speedo steroidal yeah. hogan and uh long before like the black beard and then the white yeah long uh, before uh, that white, yeah, yeah this yeah. was this was Hogan when he was like making a cartoon. Do you remember the wrestling cartoon? <laughs> so yeah, so I've seen snippets of it. I've never actually sat down and watched it, but yes, oh, it I was do. incredible. That was important. Uh, the viewing for me on Saturday mornings, and yeah. uh, he cut a song called "I'm a Real American," um, which Ronnie Martin <laughs> would disagree did. with. He would disagree with ninety three percent of it. The content now, uh, <laughs> I would love to play that for Ronnie, but uh, yeah. just gauge his responses to it. But like. Being being that it's cool to be squeamish about all things American, that would not go over well. But uh, yes, I was a big fan of it in the '80s. Big fan of Hogan. But we're bearing the lead here. In we are. You and, are, you and I are doing a podcast together, and it's called Cluck. <laughs> but we you're are. the host. Yeah, 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 and I'm the host, which which I find I find very, I find actually quite amusing that that if there was going to be either one of us that hosted Cluck, it's yeah. not you. It's not actually Cluck. I love that it's you because you and the the way that you brought this about was really nice. Like you, yeah, you reached yeah. out to me and you made me a Godfather deal, man. You made me an offer that I couldn't refuse. In as much as you said, what if, what if there was a podcast and you didn't have to do anything except show up? 
And yeah. I was like, I'm in. That sounds like a nice well, time. Well, anyway, you know, so I'll give you I'll give you behind the scenes of that because yeah. I was sitting uh, because you know Ted and I have been conversing back and forth for a while now, um, yeah. and 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 it's usually just lighthearted stuff. And and we found that that we there's actually we have a lot actually in common things that we like, things that we find annoying, uh, things we like to watch, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And I was sitting, I think I was in the living room, and I was, I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to catch this white whale here. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw some chum, <laughs> I'm gonna throw some chum overboard, and see what I catch. And did I, you, posed, and you know exactly what kind of chum I like. You know I what I mean? Curate, I curated yeah. that chum. You curated the chum. It was the right chum. <laughs> I like picked through the pieces and picked like the only the choice meats. Right? Also, this episode title should be it should be called the right chum. <laughs> the right chum. Yeah, done. yeah, it's done. Uh, but but I I posed to Ted. I was like. And, and it was a very just kind of like overarching, wasn't specific yeah. at all, right? Yeah. I was just like, hey, if you could do any type of podcast where you literally just had to show up, everything was handled for you, and you got to talk about whatever you wanted, sports, movies, cults, making fun of stuff, like literally you have as free reign as you want to have on a podcast. Yeah. How would you feel about that? And I don't think Ted has ever responded to one of my texts faster, yeah. And in my, in my mind, I was envisioning like 25 episodes on Brian Bosworth, you know, dude, like, well, it, it might be that who knows. It might we be, don't know dude. And I kind of hope going. it is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where it's going. I, I operate well in like in the world of like vagaries and, and things that aren't concrete. So, uh, yeah. I said, yes, it sounded like a good time. Then I realized like, wait a minute, that's the, that's pretty much the dynamic on the other two podcasts that I host too. I just show up. <laughs> But, uh, I appreciate but, you, man. And I appreciate you like seeing potential in me, Joshua, you know, like you, you saw something in me that was worth like chumming the water for. And, I saw uh, untapped potential is yeah, what I saw. Exactly. Just, like, like I didn't, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, I don't think the well has, has run dry yet. You looked at all you my know? other endeavors and, and all the like just wild success that I've had in publishing and my other two podcasts. And you were like, you know what? There's meat left on the bone here. You know, I saw, like, I mean, at least the other two podcasts. And I thought, you know what? We can do better. We can. <laughs> we, we, we I can think we can. Better. And I, I love this endeavor. And I love Josh that we already have a sponsor. Uh, do we do. We which already was, have a sponsor. Which, which, which you came in, you came in ninth inning on that one, man. Yeah. It was awesome. I love it. I feel like I deliver as a media mogul and I I needed to show you that I could deliver. And, uh, I've delivered a little company called visual theology. Uh, they're a company that just cards on the table. I feel like we need to be upfront and authentic with our listeners. I've done business with this company before Mm -hmm. I'm in a business relationship with them. That's pretty long term. Uh, Mm -hmm. you can find them at visual theology dot church. Uh, they do teaching Bible teaching with beautiful visuals. Uh, they do content, for electronic devices, curriculum for your Sunday school classes, curriculum for church, small groups, books, apparel. But their whole thing is taking the history of the Bible and and biblical concepts, theological concepts, and bringing them to life visually. They do an amazing job with this. They are also the exclusive clothing provider of the Cluck Podcast. Uh, They are launching a, a brand new Josh for us, a brand new clothing line. I and by it. a clothing line, I mean one T-shirt that says "Cluck," <laughs> and uh, that's going to be available uh, through some other means that we will share with you in the future. But yeah. uh, their designers are hard at work. Uh, Fashion Week in Paris, we're going to be debuting this on the runway. You and me, baby. Like 
I, well, I feel dude, like, dude, fashion has gotten super progressive now. So, like, yeah. I actually feel like I'll be accepted walking down, walking down the catwalk. <laughs> dude, you and me both, we're both bigger gentlemen. Okay, yeah. we're big bone, we're husky. Yes. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like our bodies are fun. That got a laugh out of KK. She's here in the studio. <laughs> um, we're husky men. We're men of a certain size, and yet, to your point, like we're finally in a moment culturally where our bodies are being celebrated. And uh, I'm excited about it. I'm ready. I've been ready for years to have my body be celebrated. Well, here's the thing. I've been celebrating my body for years and it's glad I'm glad <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad I'm glad others are just now getting on that train. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because here, I'm, here's I'm, the thing, like the more you have, the more there is to celebrate. So I'm just you know I, I like, live by that. I like that mindset. So uh go to visualtheology.church listeners, buy some of their products. They are they're the presenting sponsor on the Cluck Podcast, at least here in the near term. And uh, we'll keep you posted on our on our fashion endeavors, our, our Paris Fashion Week um, T-shirt drop that's going to be happening real soon. Um, so, Josh, you're the host here, man. Take the reins. Listen, you guide me, okay? You know Ted, I'm going to take your hand. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you through the promised land. <laughs> I love it. And we're gonna we're we're gonna get there together, um, it. dude. I wanted to talk about just really quick, uh, yeah, because I have I, I've shared the news. With okay. a few choice individuals in my life that okay. I'm doing a I'm doing I've got this new endeavor with Ted Cluck right and Was obviously kind of like that moment in around the Thanksgiving table with like your grandparents and your aunts and uncles where like yeah yeah but but instead of coming out as gay I said I'm exactly. doing a podcast with Ted Cluck <laughs> yeah if it was like a depressing Laura Linney movie you would have come out as gay and it would have been a real like freighted moment emotionally but or like but instead you shared about this I want to know yeah. how that. You know what? You know what? It went. It was. It was resounding. It was a resounding. That's cool. Okay. Good. <laughs> this, this is what it was. So similar to what it would have been if you had come out as gay. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. It was very much a. Uh, wow, that's really cool. And then some. Some people were like Ted. Ted Cluck. Ted Cluck. And I'm like, you know what? He's just a big deal. Okay. That's all you yeah. need to know. That's good. Is he's a big deal. I think you handled that really well. That's exactly how I counseled you. you to handle it. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but but I wanted to touch on this just and and it's more of a more of just a a a funny thing that happened. But I think I think there's like more of a conceptual thing to it too. Is yeah. is and I, and I don't know if this hits you at all. Yeah. But I have found that even in me like explaining like what the podcast is, which essentially yeah. is just two guys getting together for the sake of getting together and having fun. Two men right? celebrating their bodies. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, essentially. And this, I mean, this is why I wanted, I wanted your camera on, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, wouldn't, exactly. it wouldn't work without it. But, exactly. uh, but, but there was like, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like some deep seated, like fundamentalism or if I'm just like way more reformed for my own good. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but there, there's a twinge of guilt. Okay. When when I describe the reason for doing something, yeah. is simply it sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and like there is this like like in in me explaining even just this podcast and then and obviously other things in life too. Like I have this weird gut reaction to try to justify why I'm doing it and add some sure. like some like yeah. weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Do you get that yeah. at all? No, no, it's almost like people are expecting you to say, and we're going to be going through some books of the Bible, or we're going to be discussing some aspect of theology. And it's like, if we lived in the same metro area, and we were meeting together for breakfast, 
and like as evidenced by our bodies, we both we both love good food. We enjoy a good meal. That would be enough of a reason to get together. But like, yeah, as a Christian, you almost have to say, and we're and we're going to be doing some discipleship and like praying for each other, and like even meals have to be justified in that way. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like it's um, it's a strange phenomenon where we feel like we have to earn stuff. But I feel like I'm this way in my just in my personal life too. So like I'm, I'm 45 years old, so I'm very much like a grown man. And yet on like a Saturday afternoon, KK will come into the house and it'll be like five 20 in the afternoon. And I'll be sitting on the couch watching college football and she'll come in and I'll be like, Hey baby, just want to let you know, I cut the grass. I did all my laundry. Right, you know, right, I cleaned like, both bathrooms. Like, like, like I I'm not a slacker. I, I deserve, yeah, a slacker. I deserve the fun that I'm having right now. I've been watching TV for 20 minutes and I earned it. So I think this is just kind of the distinct purview of miserable people, which is for sure. Is, like is what that I am. What it is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a miserable guy. She can attest to this. I've been, I've been miserable for the balance of our, see our me, time. me and even trying to figure it out. Like I'm doing yeah. more justifying, like maybe it's, maybe it's my theology. Maybe it's this, maybe it's, it's just, I'm just miserable. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it. You're, the the day, the, You're just a miserable guy. And I think, I think reformedom is like friendly to miserable guys in that it gives us all kinds of ways to justify what we're doing. But I think what we're saying is like the yeah. cluck podcast, there is no justification. There's not going to be any like virtue signaling. There's not going to be any like, you know, moving forward of any real discussions. We're just having a good time together. We'll see where it goes and, yeah. uh, we'll see what kind of stuff we get into. But, uh, but yeah, that phenomenon, we can, and maybe this is the justification, right? We're getting layers deep into this matrix, but uh, maybe this is an exercise in you and I just seeing if we can do something purely for enjoyment. Um, yeah, and in that, know, it's become a project, you know. I know, and that's the thing is is we can't we can't actually do something just for fun. Yeah. We have to be like, no, no, no. My my goal in this yeah. is to have fun. Yeah. Well, at that now, point. I don't, I don't want to get into like talking about our podcast, like mistresses, but you have a podcast with Jack whom I'm not yeah. threatened by at all. And that's not because he isn't magnificent. He's a magnificent guy. I've, I've, I've met him. I've, I've shared the radio waves with Jack before. Yes. Um, but like, so on that podcast, are you guys, is there a feeling of, yes, we took this theological issue, we wrestled it to the ground or we moved some discussion forward. Like, where are you at on, on that one? I mean, I think I'm going to say no on that one just because I think Jack and I have the Jack and I have the relationship where like it's an actual real friendship. So you mm. don't like, you don't feel guilty if you don't yeah. get something done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? Now yeah. just obviously like the nature of our podcast, like we're both really big into like the small local church. That's just what we love. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's where the majority yeah. of my community comes from. And like, yeah. you know, that's, that's something I just kind of wear on my sleeve is I, sure. I, I love the local church. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is, is primarily about that. So, so, yeah. so in and of itself, it's going to be theological, right? Sure. But, but we, you know, we, we have like just random topics that we'll talk about and it's mm -hmm. literally like, we don't have notes. We don't have yeah. really a structure. We just riff, you know, for 35 minutes, talk about why we love it. And then, and then you move on. So, uh, I don't feel a whole lot of pressure on that one. Uh, thankfully, if I did, I probably wouldn't do it. Dude, that's good. So like part of the headspace. And you, you caught me at a good time when you chummed the waters about the Cluck podcast. But uh, part of the headspace I've been in is due to I've been watching a lot of Johnny Carson episodes, like old Johnny Carson with my yeah. son, Maxim. And um, like that was a show that I think existed 
by and large, just to have a good time. Like yeah. they weren't doing, and and that was way pre like virtue signaling and pre wokeness and pre all the stuff that drives content now, but like all the stuff that we're not allowed to talk about anywhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that shit was just like a good time and he was a good hang. He was pleasant. It wasn't always hilarious, uh, but it was just pleasant. It was a pleasant hang and the interviews were good. And when you approached me about this, I was like, I wonder if we could do like a, like a radio version of Johnny Carson kind of bearing my name because of my ego, my large, <laughs> like outsized ego. That's just out of control. KK can vouch for that too. Um, but so it was a perfect storm, man. And here we are doing radio together. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, I even liked how I posed, well, you know, we could do the cluck cast and you're like, no, yeah. it has to be cluck. Yeah. It has to be. No, no, no. It's cluck or nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a deal breaker for me. It's got to be that. <laughs> I'm in or I'm out. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, dude, like, I'm gonna try to commit just to having fun and just for the heck of it because because mm-hmm. dang it, I can. Yeah. So now, what if I see you not having fun? Do I do I then confront you? Like, uh, oh, absolutely. Iron sharpening iron wise. Okay. It, it's gonna be an iron sharpening iron moment on live TV and or, or excuse me, radio. This isn't TV. That's right. It's TV for me. Uh, but, uh, you have bodies yeah, no, for absolutely. radio. Let's be honest. Let's not get bodies, but you do. Hey, not anymore though. We've already covered this. We no longer have bodies for radio. Thank you. 2021. Oh, Basically dude, a I've... cultural hellscape, but this has been the one good thing. It, I can walk around. Are... I can walk around with my shirt off and be absolutely. celebrated. Absolutely. Celebrated. Um, so speaking of celebrating, uh, culture, celebrating people, dude, I have a tweet. I have a tweet here. Okay. That, that I sent over to you a little while ago, yeah. but I think it demands being, being, uh, I don't want to say torn to shreds because I feel like that's a little harsh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great book title. We're going to Josh McDowell this tweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's what I'm going to do. So, um, this is a well-known guy, yep. well-known guy. Um, um, Owen, Owen Strawn, I believe is actually how you say the name. Is that the he, actual pronunciation? All these Strawn. years I've been. Sure. Yeah, Strawn is actually, but but I think he also goes by Strachan and okay. Strachan and uh, <laughs> however else you want to say the last name. Yeah, it's a real guttural kind of middle of the last name there for him. As long as you get the S and then the end on the end, whatever happens yeah. in the middle is just kind of left up to interpretation. I love it. I love right? it. Um, but he, he sent out a tweet, right? And uh, I want to cover this because yeah. I think I sent this to you saying I have absolutely no even clue how to start understanding what was said now just a, just a procedural thing and this is because it's our first episode yeah and we're we're kind of getting to know each other this is like a first day yeah. Of yeah, yeah 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 um would you like me through the miracle of technology to pull it up in my own studio or would you like me to just kind of listen to what you're saying about it and then and then riff on it accordingly I think it would be good for you to pull it up if you yeah. have it otherwise I can send it to you real quick because it's it's not a short tweet okay. but but there are so many um, enter downs. Yeah. Right. And each one is a new statement. And we know we know another guy who likes the hard return. Hey, it's the hard so, return. That's when you know it's a serious tweet. We're gonna get into some technique stuff here. So I've I've pulled it up in my studio. So you you okay. uh, go to town on it, man. All right. So 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 this is this is how I this is how I this is how I assume he wrote it because I don't actually know if I know what how he what, what he sounds like, but yeah. it's um. In a world, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like the movie trailer in a world. Yes, thing. 
yeah. one man, one desire. Yeah. Um, so in a world of consumerized adolescent rebellion, I feel like there should be a comma there. Yeah. Shouldn't there be? Right? You're also, the professor. Like, he looks a little bit like an adolescent in his picture. So I like how thematic <laughs> that is. It does, dude. It does look like <laughs> it does look like one of those photos of like your family that you get at church, like, yeah. l- like the church, uh, 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 what they used to call them, you know, the, the book with all the names in yeah, it. Yeah. 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 The church uh, directory directory. Yeah. Thank it's you. Like a church yeah, yeah. Directory photo. It is. Or it's <laughs> like, he's like a, he's like an SAE at his college and he's going to like his first formal, like freshman year. You know what I he mean? He looks like a JC Penny kids model for suits. That's <laughs> what it looks like. Yes. You're that's flipping right. through and you're like, Oh, this kid has no life. His parents probably forced him to do this. Dude, yeah, you're you're hitting that like Sears catalog before yeah. Christmas, and you're flipping through the suits real quick to get to like the football jerseys. Or and here's whatever. Owen Strachan. Yeah, yeah. Love it, dude. Hey, quick question about Owen. Like, okay. just kind of thousand foot view here. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's more famous than me? Like, who's more famous, me or him? Dude, um, you can be honest. I want I want your like oh, take right now. Owen Owen is massive right now just because of his yeah. hot takes. Yeah, because yeah. of his hot takes, but his yeah. He, has he done He's a like, book? Has he ever done a book that sold like as well as the the books that I did with Katie? Why? Um, I don't, dude. He he put out a book. So so here's the thing, yeah. Owen Owen has masterfully, yeah, ridden the wave yeah. that is the like the social justice woke stuff, and yeah. he has utilized it perfectly because he's in, going the other way on it. Oh yeah. oh oh, hard hard yeah. right on it yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and no matter where you fall on that, there is mm-hmm. money to be made. And he found yeah. the niche. <laughs> you know who's not um, making any money on it at all is me. I've, I've not found the way to make money on it. And I'm, I'm really Well, that's what this that. podcast is for, Ted. Right? That's right? Right? right. Is, is you, you, you feel free to voice any opinions whatsoever. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe it'll be a t-shirt or a book deal out of it. Right? I love it. Let's get um, into this tweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's in a world of consumerized, should be a comma, adolescent rebellion disguised as principle do something truly revolutionary and unique so any thoughts on that just i mean aside from the bad grammar i think how 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 long was he on the toilet putting those words (laughs) those words together it's like what what would be a good follow-up dude here's the here's the funny thing about here's the funny thing about strachan is that if you just like took his name off of it and read me those three lines and even with his name on it, like I don't have a dog in the Owen Strachan fight. I don't, I don't resent this guy at all. Like this guy, he doesn't threaten me at all. I'm like, I'm kind of in so far, you know, like I'm in, like if if I had written that, I would be okay with it. Um, if you had written it, I'd be like, yeah, adolescent rebellion. That's a real thing. So I think so far I'm in. So let's keep going. Okay. All right. No, no, gold, gold. Sounds good. Okay. So basically He's just described the world, right? Yes. That that we live in, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and that he he he's raging against, right? On yeah. the can. Yeah. This this is what he says we should be engaging in as the alternative, right? So yeah. hard hard return. Yeah. Enter down. First one is cultivate beauty. Okay. Okay. We have to cultivate beauty. I don't which, know what that means, but I'm in. It sounds good. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's going to be the response to, I think, most of the things here is I don't know yeah. what it means, but it sounds good. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like, but I'm, I'm in. I'm not opposed to it. That's right. So we need to be cultivating beauty, Ted. The second one is yeah. we need to be supporting good art. Okay. Which I feel like, isn't that the same as con- 
cultivating beauty? Isn't that yeah. like, aren't you showing your support? Joshua, let me, let me ask you a personal question here. Like where uh, are you okay. at on supporting good art? Like how, how long since you last, like went to an art gallery and like stroked your goatee and, you know, and stared I, at a painting? <laughs> I, I, I let my membership to the Everett Washington symposium, uh, go, yeah. go away. Well, dude, that Everett symposium ago. is legit though. Like I can't go anywhere without hearing about that in the art it, world. It is, know? it is, it's, it's, it's probably the ninth wonder of the world. Cause I'm pretty sure they've already created an eighth one. Let me point. put a finer point on it. Okay. okay. And this one I think All is right. going to hit close to home. Like given right. some of the interactions that we have via text, yeah. when was the last time you retweeted a Makoto Fujimura tweet? <laughs> You know, you know, uh, I was looking I at think, one just the other day, you know, I think that stands in for supporting good art. I think if yeah. you retweet Makoto Fujimura, like one and a half times a week, you're, you're considered a patron of the arts. Well, and you know, I watched the Da Vinci code and didn't hate it. So, okay. So there's, so there's that, you know, I have some, I have some taste. You're a high art guy then. You know, That's I really what? am. I, I was sitting there stroking my beard, watching, uh, Tom, not Tom Cruise, to, uh, uh, yeah, I, man, I love the movie. You could tell. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. It's near and dear to your heart. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Try hey. to steal steal the Declaration of Independence out of the Louvre. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. This is somewhat <laughs> okay. conceptual, but I think you're going to okay. track with it. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get back to the track. Oh yeah. I yeah, realize yeah, no, I'm no, taking good. as far afield here with it, but dude, uh, this podcast, dude, that's the chum. It's whatever that is you the want. chum. Yeah, right? it's the chum. Chase the so, chum. So, I I feel like. Anybody that refers to themselves as an artist, I, I, okay. I, I have immediate like qualms about, like at least in my spirit, like inside my heart, even if I don't verbalize it. How do you feel about people that like think that they're artists or so think that is, they're artistic? Is this like, okay, well, so is this the person that like puts like artist in their like Twitter bio or is this mm-hmm. the person that will like bring it up at the party? Like, oh, I'm an artist. I feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to bring it up. Even at the party, I feel like the person that, that puts artist in their Twitter bio, it's kind of a hard no for me, like right off the bat. But at the party, like if it's, if it's the right kind of conversation and I'm like, like, Oh, what do you do? And, And the person's like, you know, you know what? I'm actually a, I'm an artist. I do whatever, whatever, whatever. I feel like that could be okay. Um, where are you at on it? No, no. Yeah, no. I think if it's definitely, I think I'm with you. If it's definitely in, if it's in the bio, um, I probably would just automatically assume like, I probably wouldn't be friends with this person. Yeah. Just, just because I'm so far away from that world that they would probably look at me and think I'm some sort of cretin. So you and I are, we're a little bit, I I feel like we're the same distance away from that world. Like if the art world is on the horizon, we're like on another hillside, like gazing at it, wondering what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I like in all honesty, like, you know, you know how it was like super big, like I think it was super big in the nineties, but, but even like, even in some more modern movies like Da Vinci Code and stuff like that, like you have shots, like whole scenes taking place in like art galleries. Yeah. That right? was big like, in the nineties. Like, yeah. Right. right? It was just this like yeah. huge, like echoey stone walled room. And here's like, and two there's like people. one little bench in the middle. Yeah. Yes. There's one little bench in the middle and the guy's uh-huh. sitting there like looking at a painting waiting for like, yeah. you know, the hitman to come give him his money or something like that. You know, right. like, yeah. I don't know what I would do with myself in that environment. I don't either. I feel like I would move. Here's my issue with it. I would move past the paintings too quickly. Like and KK and I have yeah. completely different approaches. KK is my wife, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know yeah. everything about me, um, 
she's my wife. Her name's Kristen. Her last name is Cluck. Uh, like, like mine, we share a last name. That is, that is some serious alliteration right there. It's very old fashioned of us too. Like, right, Josh, for, for her to have taken my last name. I you know mean, what? yeah, it will say something it, about us. That was definitely something I was going to, I was going to talk to you about, but okay. you know, we can, we can save that for some other time. Yeah. I feel like when KK and I do museums, like I'm on, I'm on like museum cocaine where I'm just like speed dialing it up the whole time. And I'll, I'll stop in front of like the little plaque and I'll give it like two and a half seconds. Whereas KK's like, she's on museum quaaludes and she'll read every word slowly and she'll take like 17 minutes in front of every little plaque. And yeah. It takes her like two and a half days to get through a museum and I'm done in like 25 minutes. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do in a museum. Um, because yeah. I, and, and I think my wife's a lot, a lot like Kristen too, is like, she, yeah. she loves art. My wife's actually a very, actually a good artist. Like she's a great painter yeah. and she's like Dude, really that's artistic. That's super um, cool. It, well, it is, it is. And yeah. I like, I love that about her, but it's yeah. just like, that's something that I have, I have no way, like the closest I get is watching Bob Ross to fall asleep. Dude, that's solid. And I think the closest I get is like, there's a handful of like movie directors that are considered arty or artistic that I, that I get down with that I get into, but like, where do you fall on Wes Anderson? I love Wes Anderson. And okay, I realized one of those. Yeah. I realized that places me on a certain kind of like insufferable hipster spectrum that I don't necessarily want to be placed on, but I, I really enjoy his movies. I enjoy his aesthetic, which leads us to the third hard return here in the Owen Strakan tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent segue. Uh, yeah. So the third hard enter down topic is to develop an aesthetic. This, this really was kind of the main one that yeah. I wanted, that I wanted to riff on because <laughs> he doesn't give any parameters at yeah. all. It could be any aesthetic. It could <laughs> be a bad like... one, you know, <laughs> So, so like if I gravitate like hard toward like, well, like that Elliot Gould phase you went in to yeah. a couple, a couple months ago, right. Where, yeah. where it was just like, which I Hawaiian still shirts and gold. Yeah. You still, well, yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that for a while. Sorry yeah. for assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, it's okay. You assumed I was out of it. Maybe you wanted me to be out of it, but I think I might still be in it, <laughs> <laughs> but he gives zero parameters. It's literally yeah. just developing an aesthetic. Equals fighting against the the bad that's in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I but love it. Wouldn't you say that, like, of all people who shouldn't be trying to develop an aesthetic, it's like reform dudes. Yeah, I feel like aesthetics it doesn't come naturally to reform dudes. But here's the thing about aesthetics, though, and this is what I hate about modern life and what I love about the past. <laughs> like, okay, all right. In the past, you used to kind of have to work for your aesthetic. Whereas in modern life, I feel like if you got a thousand bucks in your pocket, you can just go buy one. And by like the middle of the afternoon, you can have an aesthetic. And it's very deliverable. It's all very like findable on like Pinterest and other, you know, websites. You can just you can just sort of happen into an aesthetic. Whereas I feel like in the nineties, you had to you had to kind of put some thought into it, put some work into it. The purchases all couldn't be made in one day. Um, you'd have to kind of stumble upon some stuff and I'll give you an example. So like, I'm a bigger guy, you're a bigger guy, uh, ad nauseum. We've, we've discussed this already, but like 
Yeah, please, I feel like please, please keep bringing it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Please bring up this this sore spot in my this life. Sore, in my side. Literal, literal sore spot right here in my side. Also, for the for the record, you and I aren't even we we aren't even that big, but uh, but it's just yeah. a, it's a running joke. But so like I'm looking for the right leather jacket because I saw oh, like yeah. a leather jacket on another guy the other day, and I was just like, I've never had the right leather jacket. Like I've had a yeah. few in my life. None of them have been perfect, but like I'll see them on movie characters or on like people in real life. And I'll be like, I gotta, I gotta like figure this leather jacket thing out for myself. And, um, I I would put that into developing an aesthetic, but it doesn't happen right away. Right. Like you're, you're waiting on it a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. hundred percent. And, and, you know, I have found, you know, that my aesthetic has been severely limited by the shirts I find in my size. So I, so, so I think especially again, like I know I'm shooting myself in, in the stomach here, but but for four bigger guys, your aesthetic, you, you have, you have limited options. Dude, you know, what's off the table for us is thrift stores. Okay. Thrift stores are the purview of tiny guys. If you're a certain kind of tiny willowy wafy guy, you can go into Goodwill and it's your oyster, right? You can come out of there with like, 11 smell like oysters too. Oh dude, they all smell bad. Don't they? Why do Goodwill's always smell bad? It depresses me. Well, cause it's all people's junk. It's people's <laughs> junk, right? To put a fine point on it's it. It's all the things that they were like gifted for Christmas and feel too bad throwing out. It's all the things just... about which they say, I literally, I want this out of my life as quickly as possible. <laughs> and yet hipsters like go to this place and they're like, Ooh, look at this pair of pants, you know? <laughs> oh. See, okay, re- yeah. real talk, real talk here. Yeah, I have, and it might just be some weird quirk in my personality or something like that. It isn't, but but I can't. I, okay, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I can't imagine buying used clothes. Yeah, dude. So okay, so there, for me, there's a couple different layers of it. In that, no pun intended. Anything that's been in direct contact with like someone else's penis, like I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. So like. I'm not which, buying a second which, which here's the thing. Any <laughs> clothes you get in Goodwill, how would we know? That's the thing. Okay. Just because so, it's a shirt doesn't yeah. mean it's safe. So okay. I've got a I've got a little bit of I, I, I give a little bit of a longer leash to the shirt. Okay. So let's say I'm in Goodwill and I, I find like a shirt that I really like. I feel like I can be fairly certain it hasn't touched. <laughs> Anyone else's penis, but dude, the pair of pants, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you go into Goodwill and you come out with a pair of pants. Like, <laughs> I'm drawing a hard line. In the <laughs> I don't know how Straken would feel about this though. And I don't, I don't know if he's really thought well, this through is what we're getting at. Well, I, Bring it back around to the tweet. Yeah. It's, like, it's, <laughs> I, it's a, um, yeah. It, like I'm, I, it, it, it would, <laughs> It would be hard to cultivate a, a goodwill aesthetic. It would, but I think I think I think somebody should do it. Yes, I think I they think should. Will... They should try to develop an aesthetic strictly from goodwill. I feel like a tiny, a lot of tiny little wafy hipsters in the '90s and now have done it, but like not yeah, you and I, not guys like our our no, size. No, because we have a very rational fear. <laughs> exactly. Of other men's uh, penises. Yeah, that's that's it. And you know what? Judge us for that, if you will. But no, no, it's 2021. Don't judge me for that. Right? <laughs> that's, that's right. 
That's right. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. Okay, we got to get through this tweet. Okay, yep. so developing aesthetic sounds good. Uh, the next one, again, hard enter, hard hard return. Yeah. Nurture taste and style. Yeah. Again, yeah. don't. I mean, it doesn't say good taste. It doesn't say what kind of taste <laughs> or style. It could be any t- kind of taste and style that you're. Well, and here's the thing: is like obviously he has something in mind. What does Owen have in mind when he's I'll talking tell you exactly about what aesthetic he has in mind. and nurture and taste and style? He's envisioning himself sitting in the kind of room that has a lot of old like bookcases. He's ensconced in some kind of a leather chair, smoking a pipe and reading yeah. a volume of something, and that's what he's thinking of. I'm almost certain of it. So that would be very, very apropos because the very next one is appreciate elegance again i don't disagree with it right um i don't disagree with it it's just what what are you and i calling elegance and i think that's and like like when i when i think of of elegance like i automatically think of like royalty right yeah like the royal family or the queen or or something yeah. something i see in a film i don't yeah. think there's much in my life that i would point to and be like you know what that is? You know what the best way to describe that thing is? Is elegant. Dude, you know what? I'm going to actually take you a little different direction on this one. Because I was okay. just talking about this with some students. Like, early in my career when I was doing sports stuff a lot, I covered a lot of sports. And I would always get there real early. Because honestly, that goes back to me and my dad. We would always arrive like two and a half hours early to whatever sporting event it was to watch warm-ups. We were big, sure. like, yeah. watch warm-ups guys. And like, dude, to me... There's almost nothing more elegant than like just watching an NFL skill player like run on the field. Uh, like okay. there's okay. there's something about like a great runner, the way they run, it's so efficient. It's like a supercar that's in first gear. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be just kind of idling, uh, it could be yeah, it could yeah. just be cruising, but it's elegant. And or watching like an NBA player shoot in an empty gym, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just them and a rack of balls and they're shooting like it is elegant, you know, watching something yeah. like that. So I, I think I'm on board with the elegance thing, um, here from Strakin, but we're, we're almost done with this. So bring us home, man. Yeah. On, so on the Strakin. The, the last one uh, is to respect custom. No idea what that means. No, I think like custom, custom clothes, I think oh. is probably, probably what it is. So I like custom things. Respect I it. Well, yeah. dude, the the shirts that we're going to be getting from Visual Theology are going to be very custom. Very custom, so very bespoke. Respect I respect it. that. Yeah, respect I respect that. it. So right? I'm on that one, too. Yeah, and then he, he rounds it off by saying, so Christians have done for centuries. Ah, uh, okay. Look at that. We, Bringing it we, home. We, he, he brought it home. He, he brought, brought it home. home. So, he, yeah. here's my thing with this, dude. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is a, this is like a a hobby horse that I've been riding on my other podcast for a little while. And I want to run it by you and I want to get your take on this. And then we can wrap up with, yeah. I think if you scrub out Owen Strakan's name and you replace it with Makoto Fujimura, people are falling all over themselves to clap about this. And yes, this right here, um, in a certain kind of like, uh, wet fingertip to the, the winds of culture, kind of Christian, um, they're going, you know what? This checks out. This sounds really good. Makoto Fujimura said it. This is amazing. I'm retweeting it. However, because Owen Strachan said it, it's the worst, right? It's some kind of, uh, patriarchal, the worstness. And I just, I reject the idea that like 
because we decide we don't like a person, everything that he says is garbage. Like if Beth Moore said this, okay, so so scrub out Owen's name, replace it with Beth Moore. This is getting loud claps. This is getting a this right here, right? Um, but because it's Owen, there there's got to be some nefarious like patriarchal subplot in it that I'm too stupid to see. What are your thoughts, Joshua? And I, no, I would I would 100 percent agree because yeah. even like it, just the world of social media is so stupid. Yes. That even the things that I will hit like on are for the purpose of developing my own aesthetic. It has nothing Absolutely. to do with it has nothing yeah. to do with liking or showing appreciation or agreement with that individual. It's that right. this this thing furthers the image that I am trying to cultivate and therefore I'm going to identify myself with it. Yes, something that he said about himself is a thing that I can leverage to say something about me, which is like the the weird uh internet cocaine thing of 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 right now so like real life example from today and this will be dated by the time we drop the app but like spotify just released their like wrap up like the spot the spotify what do they call it even oh yeah like uh, like like end of year who you listen to most things thing. like that yeah and it's like it's very it's like an instagram story where you can you can post it and it kind of scrolls through some different things that are about right. you but that's that's sort of the weird um, Jedi mind trick of social media and Spotify saying like, this is about music, but it's really about you. Yeah. And you can leverage it all over the place to say things about yourself. Right. And we've right. just put it in a really leverageable package. And yeah. I mean, it's insane and it's evil, but it's, it's what people do on social media all the live long day. Right. They just made it easier to do it. And um, I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 literally like social media is just like they're they're giving you the tools to be able to like paint your own picture. That's it, right? And be yeah. like, look, it's me, right? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, like that's it's just what social media is, and it's sadly like it's become such an integrated part of society to the point to where if it worked all to go away, I think you would yeah. see like drug level overdoses or, or excuse yeah. me, dr drug level withdrawals from people. Totally. Um, I think because so. Because of it, right? <clears throat> so I think that's the thing that like frustrates me about the the Owen Strahan dynamic is that I mean, if you put me and him in a room, we'd probably have a good time. We'd probably yeah. agree on like eighty five percent of things, and the fifteen percent that we didn't agree on, we just ignore, and it'd be fine, right? 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 But yeah, like, hundred percent. The the dynamic of today says that. Uh, he said something six years ago that I didn't agree with. Therefore, everything that comes out of his mouth is terrible. I have to be reminding people constantly that I don't agree with this guy. And I don't know. It's just dumb. I think it's stupid. Yeah. Well, I, and I hate, I hate, I hate having to caveat everything. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. well, now, you know, I'm going to use this quote, but just to be clear, I don't agree yeah. with everything the guy says. And I'm just like, right. like, when do you find somebody that you agree with 100 percent? Dude, when have you ever like, met a guy that you agree with 100 percent of what he says? Seriously. Exactly. Right. And, and if and if you do, like he's lying to you. That's true. Because he wants something from you. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So That's like true. It's so, yeah. it's just such a weird dynamic to like, well, he's not part of our camp, so I'm not even going to like this thing that he says that if I'm going to be honest, I agree with. Let me ask you a conceptual question about this tweet. Okay. Does it qualify as a Yoda tweet? Is it Yoda work? It's, it's too long. Okay. I would say, I would say it's close, but it's too long. 
Okay. I think I think I think the beauty of the Yoda tweet, and we can get into this in further reps, is that it's it's you know there is no try, there is only do. Like it's just yeah. short, pithy. What yeah. does that mean? Statements. This one is like, yeah, like, this, this is, is like almost a Yoda like a essay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a paper. So <laughs> it's a Yoda white paper, is what it is. I think part of the magic with Yoda is you got to look like you're not trying too hard. You know, like yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It's got to look elegant, even if it isn't. And uh, th- that disqualifies this as Yoda, I think. Right, right, yeah. right. Which, which, I mean, Ted, we appreciate elegance. We do. Yeah, we absolutely we, appreciate we elegance. appreciate elegance. Well, I appreciate this first step because I think, as they say, it was a banger. It so, was, wasn't you know, it? Yeah. There were good laughs had by all. Um, I'm never going to a uh, Goodwill again in yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to go through the rest of the day looking looking for elegance, looking to develop that aesthetic. Yeah. And uh, we did some you know we did some Hulk Hogan talk. We did some some penis talk. Which is like which is like which is like pillow talk, but yeah. but but somehow different. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, it was a good time. I'm going to I'm going to end this up. Well, okay. ladies and gentlemen, we we really appreciate you guys listening to this. Make sure to head on over to Visual Theology, legit real talk. They got a lot of awesome stuff for the local church, a lot of stuff for you individuals. They're a great great business, um, putting out awesome stuff. Look, keep an eye out for those shirts uh, with cluck on it and you too can I it develop an aesthetic. Develop yes. the cluck aesthetic, which is obviously what we're trying to build here. Um, if, if you are on that that social media that we were talking about, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find this podcast uh, at Cluckcast. Mm. It's at Cluckcast, because I don't think just Cluck was available. I love um, the branding there. I love at Cluckcast. Oh, yeah. It's a branding oh, 100%. Really 100%. Yeah. We worked hard for that. So at Cluckcast on all the socials. Head on over there. Give us a follow. We'll just post updates and stuff on there for sure. And um, Ted, any any last words before we before we let our people go? Thanks for listening. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I hope they enjoy it. Uh, I've always wanted a podcast or a a show, a piece of media just with my name on it. And uh, now we're here. Has it fulfilled me? I don't know. You know, I mean, does my head hit the pillow with like perfect satisfaction at night knowing that this exists? I don't know. Will there be pillow talk about the podcast? I think there might be. Uh, I think there There might be. That could be in my future. But uh, (laughs) I look forward to many more enjoyable episodes of of Cluck, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Right on. Well, hey, thank you all for listening, folks. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck later.